Welcome to Running Room, an architecture and design history podcast presented by Megan Bryan and Yamu Burhan. We are two PhD researchers in the Department of Art and Architectural History at Trinity College Dublin, the University of Dublin. As the archives, museums and cultural centres reopen, we decided that this episode would focus on the archive. So what is stored in archives can be read as a result of dominant discourse. They can have an inherent bias in what is kept, what is documented, and what is intentionally left out. Bias can also be read in how documents and artefacts are presented to researchers in the archive, in the folios they're attached to. Archives are mediated and curated just like museums and galleries. This is not necessarily a negative notion, but it is something researchers have to constantly keep in mind. So Zoe Hendon actually has a great paper written on this. It's titled Archives, Collections and Curatorship. It was in the virtual special issue for the Journal of Design History in 2019. So I'd recommend anyone interested in an academic source for this to actually check out the paper or the entire journal issue because it was great. So back to our main point. This archival bias is a big problem for both of us. We are researching what can be considered the obscure in contemporary Irish history. Interiors and informal landscape architecture are not typically well documented. So for both of us, after a long period of closed archives, we arrived with happy faces, expecting a lot. But what happens when what you hoped would be there isn't? Full on panic sets in. So here is a real life example from our research when we went to the Irish Architectural Archive together in the past week. For the ones who might not be aware and are international listeners, the Irish Architectural Archive stores everything that is related to architecture, making it available to the public. This was a great experience, by the way, of how helpful archivists can be. Uh, We pre-ordered documents from the online catalogue in advance of our appointment, and everything was ready for us when we arrived to the archive. So I was a little bit disappointed when I went through the material I ordered, since there was almost nothing on playgrounds, which does strengthen my point in my thesis of playgrounds not being considered as architecture and archives usually storing formal, monumental and privileged architecture. Also, just a small disclaimer, this is not a criticism to the Irish Architectural Archive alone. It's to all archives, as they mostly lack the consideration of informal and non-pedigreed architecture. However, to go back to my point of how archivists can be extremely helpful, once we started talking to them and explaining our research scope, they found many more secondary material that we can track down and support our overall research with. Big thanks to the archivists. So that was the same exact experience for me. Interiors don't tend to be formally documented, so learn from us and don't be afraid to actually talk to the archivists on duty. If you are strategic in what you're looking for and have a clear understanding of your own area of research, an archivist will be your best friend. Archivists tend to actually be the one person that will actually be interested in what you are researching and will want to help you. So, that being said, researching for a PhD can become really frustrating when what you're looking for doesn't seem to be easily accessible. For both of us, 
we keep coming up against the same thing over and over again. It's not in the archive, it hasn't been documented, omission, oversight, we're not really sure. The big learning curve we've had in our researching endeavours is where do you go when it's not in a formal archive? Sometimes, especially in design history, you have to go back to the informal sources. You won't always have academic sources, which is okay, as long as you know your informal sources are credible. What we found extremely useful is newspaper clippings, and they would give you an interesting insight on how the social aspect of these spaces were perceived, which you would not necessarily have access in policy documents or formal archives. So that's my new mantra. It's don't panic, it'll be there somewhere, something will exist. You just have to turn, chip and look elsewhere. Sometimes where you turn to to find these sources might seem a bit tangential, but you'd be surprised what you can actually find. Well, on that note, I actually had a valuable discovery last week in a memoir, which talked about this woman's journey with drug addiction. So I think that would be the last place you would hear about a playground, which was really interesting. Her first encounter to drugs was in a playground, which happens to be one of my case studies. This extremely valuable information on the social history of this playground would never be accessible for me in any of these policies or pieces selected to be in archives. Again, I've had a similar experience. A memoir for me was where I found the lived experience of those that have been within healthcare institutions in Ireland, they had described what I had been looking for in the archives and it was written down in first-hand experience. So what we find value in, other people may have overlooked or assumed not pertinent to the actual formal archive. History of the everyday, the ephemeral and maybe obtuse, but that's, I mean, that's not... But that doesn't mean that it's not important. Of course, it is actually extremely important. Plus, what we have as historians of the contemporary, the advantage of having people as our sources. Every person who has experienced the spaces we research is a walking archive. We might get into detail on interviews and how that process goes uh, in a later episode, but I wanted to mention the importance of memory and first-hand experience again. These are things that are not available in archives and libraries most of the time. The research of the ordinary and neglected. And often the source to the information just lies in people's memories. So that might contradict what people's opinion is of what a historian is. Definitely. I think a lot of people think a historian's job is often perceived in a certain way. Generally, it is writing history. This history is thought perhaps of in terms of grand narratives of history this history books that clutter libraries and bookshops of the world wars and the renaissance these grand narratives what yamor and i are trying to do is look beyond the grand narratives and write a type of history that reflects the lived experience this history draws upon artifacts memory and changing narratives of social culture to learn more about design and architecture to uncover new narratives and further understanding existing ones. That was a great note. And on that note, I am very proud to announce that Megan presented another podcast for Culture Night 2021 
with Grange Gorman Histories called Timepiece, exploring the history of the clock tower building at Grange Gorman in North Dublin. For anyone who is interested to hear more on herself and her two guests, David Bowles and Julian Cosby, the podcast is available on Spotify as well. I had a great time listening to it, so highly recommend to our listeners. Thanks, Yamor. <laughs> on that note, David and Julian are prime examples of people that hold information that is not well documented, that had perhaps previously been overlooked, but it's so important and pertinent to Irish history. It was an honour to be able to document their invaluable knowledge. So if you are interested, please do check it out. Sadly, coming to an end of this episode, it was lovely talking about archives and our experience in researching the non-privileged. It was great to have a break from our busy schedule since the college term is starting and everything's just going mental. We hope that you enjoyed this short break with us as well. So on that note, I would like to remind you all that you can follow us on our social media accounts for Instagram at Running Room Podcast, for Twitter at Room Running, or you can email us at runningroompodcast at gmail.com. We very much appreciate all your feedback, anything that we can get, and we're looking forward to seeing you all next time. Goodbye. Bye.